Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today we are going to be talking social media, which I know is a big struggle for a lot of you. You know, basically the number one question I get asked is, how do I get more clients? How do I get more clients? How do I attract more clients? And, you know, there are a few different things you can do, but the biggest thing, the biggest thing that works at the moment is, you know, having a really great online presence. And I think, I, look, I can't cite any studies or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure there's some massive percentage of people that will actually check out your social media channels uh, before they go to your website. So, you know, your Instagram account usually, well, it should be, if it's not, take note, uh, it should be more up to date than your website anyway. You know, if you're posting regularly, uh, your potential clients can see a really recent snapshot of what your offering is, or they should be able to see it. So, you know, perhaps if you are listening to this and you're able to take some notes, I urge you to do so. Otherwise, you know, maybe if you're driving or running or at the gym or walking or whatever, take some mental notes or come back and uh, listen again. But I am going to be sharing 10 social media hacks. Now, I don't claim to be an expert either, but I know a couple of things. We've just ticked over 10,000 followers on my beauty salon account. Um, So for Alua Lash and Beauty Bar, we just ticked over 10,000 followers. And that was a really big milestone that I wanted for so long. And I've been in business. I've had that account for nine years now, just under nine years. And all I wanted was 10,000 followers. And, you know, yeah, it it took me... I think we've got about 2,000 posts on our page and yeah, we've got, finally got the 10K, got to the 10K, but at the end of the day, you need to remember that the follower count or the like count or the comment count or whatever, it doesn't actually bring you money or sales or clients. Yes, it does look good if you have a large following, but your audience needs to be made up of the right people as well. So, you know, if your content is not reaching people in your local area, uh, because we all own bricks and mortar businesses, um, we're not completely online, we offer in-person services. So, we need to be targeting our ideal clients in our local area, which I will delve into a little bit more later in the podcast. But yeah, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a vanity metric you know, nothing massive happened when we got to that 10,000 followers. And I swear to God, we were sitting on probably 9,000. We were hovering around 9,000 or 9,200, 9,300. And then a few would drop off and then a few would go back up and then it'd come back down. We were sitting, I I would say we were sitting around the 9,000 mark for probably 12 months and it just wouldn't move. It was so frustrating. And I remember I just checked one day and I was like, oh, we got 10,000 followers. How cool. But yeah, there's been no massive increase in my business or anything like that since we ticked it over. But yeah, it's nice to see that follow account sitting there. Um, so it's been a really hard, long, hard slog. And the way that 
I used to use social media for my business has drastically changed, especially over the last few years. I used to be able to post a photo of beautiful lashes. And, you know, I, I, I do pride myself on my work. I, I used to do a lot of models or book out extra time with clients that were pretty, had nice eyes. I knew that like they would photograph really well. And I would photograph them. I didn't capture video because video wasn't a thing back then. And yeah, I would take a heap of photos and I would get heaps and heaps of really good content. And to this day, I still use a lot of that photography on my social media and I think a few photos on my website as well. But, you know, I could post a photo of beautiful lashes and the likes and the comments would come rolling in and so would the clients. I, at the time, was probably better at photographing my work than a lot of people. I mean, I was pretty rubbish at the start. Um, I didn't know what angles to capture. I didn't understand lighting. I didn't understand focusing on the lashes. Cameras weren't as good. Oh, the cameras in our phones weren't as good back then as well. Uh, So we have come a long way and practice does make perfect. So I do urge you, if you are not that great or not that confident in your photography skills, I do urge you to just photograph everyone and you will get better. Trust me. Uh, Practice makes perfect. And, you know, you don't even have to be photographing lash extension clients. You can just practice taking photos of anyone's eyes. Just get them to lie down, you know, your partner, your friend, your mum, your dad, get them to lie down and, you know, set up your lighting and um, set up the space and just practice taking different angles and see what looks good and also directing them as well. So you might need to direct where they're looking, whether they're looking at the camera or straight ahead or they're looking slightly back. You know, you you need to learn how to direct your client as well. So practice makes perfect. But yeah, photos don't always work now. Um, You still do need to showcase your work, but certainly they are not getting the traction that they used to get. And I don't think they have that wow factor anymore. So it doesn't matter what you're photographing, whether it's it's lashes or brows or nails or, you know, tattooing, you know, they just don't have that wow factor anymore, which brings me to my first tip or my first social media hack. Reels and carousel posts certainly seem to be performing the best right now. Uh, you know, 12 months ago, it was definitely reels. Reels, 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 you know, all of your content should be reels. That is what's getting the most traction. But I think a few months ago, uh, Instagram put out an announcement that they were going to be favouring, you know, static images and carousels and other types of content again, um, which is proving to be true. Uh, My carousels have been performing very well of late, but reels are still king to me. So, if you are not creating reels, you need to jump on that bandwagon quick smart. And <laughs> reels have really changed um, even in the last, oh, when did they come out? They came out, I think late 2020 uh, reels were introduced because TikTok got really big during the COVID lockdown in 2020. And Instagram introduced it because they were losing users from their app to TikTok. So they introduced a TikTok style video you know, functionality. So, you know, in the beginning, it was dancing and pointing at text on the screen. Transitions, like, I mean, all of that stuff still works, but I think 
certainly voiceovers, voyeuristic type reels where, you know, you're just filming or you call it B-roll. So B-roll footage that's just in your camera roll. You know, you might set up a tripod and film yourself lashing or talking to a client or, you know, doing some work on the computer, something like that. And then you can just have, you know, a bit of a hook on the screen and, you know, direct your audience to read the caption and then use a trending audio. So, you know, I feel that certainly my real creation has gotten a little bit easier of late. I don't know if it's because I have a bank of footage on my camera roll now, you know, that I can use and I don't have to film anything new to, you know, pull together a reel at the last minute. But yeah, uh, I used to spend hours filming like these transitions and, uh, you know, pointing in in beat with the music. And I'm I'm not a dancer by any means, but yeah. And it's it's scary. It's hard. It's hard putting yourself out there dancing on film. You know, I normally have to have about five drinks before I start dancing. But, you know, I digress. Reels, if you're not doing it, give it a go. It's not hard. You can even just put a static image up, add music and add your text on the on the image and upload it as a reel. And it will get better reach than just a photo. So definitely reels carousels. Um, If you don't know what a carousel is, it is like a swipe file. You can think of it as. Uh, So, you know, you see the first image, you have a hook in the first image, uh, might be three ways to do this or five reasons why you should get lashes or how to choose the best set of lashes for me or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You get what I mean. But something that hooks the audience in and makes them scroll through the pictures in the carousel. So you can have up to 10 pictures in a carousel. So it's a really good way to showcase information. And don't be scared to repurpose some old content. You know, if you've written a really good caption that went with a reel that performed really well, you know, a while ago, you can always use the information in that caption and put it into a carousel. And same thing with stories. So you can you can do that as well and repurpose. You know, if if something's worked well in the past, don't re- reinvent the wheel. You can repurpose it, put a little bit of a different spin on it, update it, and you know, sort of cut that content creation time in half. But yes, reels and carousel posts seem to be performing the best, having the best reach at the moment. Okay, next point, next hack for socials, and this is a big one. Please make sure your content hits one of the four content pillars. So, there are four pillars that your content needs to align with, I guess, is a better way of saying it. So, the four content pillars, if you don't already know, are education, marketing, personal or connection, and then entertaining and inspiring. So, the first one being education You're going to educate your audience on something. Obviously, you want to teach them something. You want to inform them about something or, you know, share your insight. So, give information. Uh, So, you know, for example, an educational post would be how to wash your lashes, how to care for your freshly laminated brows, how to get the longest amount of time out of your brow tint, or your brow henna or, or brow dye. You know, you you get what I mean. Oh, how how to look after your skin after you've had skin needling. The three benefits of skin needling treatments. You're, you're teaching your audience about something. So that 
any posts like that where you're educating the audience are good. The next one is marketing because you have to sell your stuff. You know, so marketing posts are, you know, a photo of lashes, a reel about lashes, a before and after photo, showcasing a transformation, like a testimonial from a client about your services or your business. It can also be posts selling a promotion. So if you have a special offer or you've put together a special package or you have a new team member and you've got reduced prices with them or something like that, they would fall under the marketing pillar. Uh, Personal connection. You need to share about you and your team so that people connect with you and start to think of you as not just another beauty salon. People are nosy. They want to know everyone's business. And we're all voyeurs. We're we're so voyeuristic. Like how often have you caught yourself watching something stupid on TikTok, like just for hours? Like, you know, I watch people cleaning. I watch cooking, those satisfying type things. And, you know, we love to watch stuff like this. So definitely, um, you know, falling under the personal and connection pillar would be behind the scenes stuff about you or your business, you know, showing your space videos of you while you're working, sharing a personal thing, sharing your story about how you got started in the industry, maybe again, sharing your insight on a hot topic, allowing the audience to get to know you. And if you have a team, let them get to know your team as well, because uh, you don't want to always be sharing things about yourself if you have a team and you're trying to get them booked up because people will only ever want you. So, make sure you try and get your team on as much as you can. And I have, I was asked uh, last week, I think I talked about in the last episode of the Lash Business Lounge, I spoke about getting your team to actually create content for you and, you know, people having trouble getting their team to do it and, you know, maybe putting it in their position description that they need to create content and make it measurable as well. So, you know, an expected number of photos or videos that you expect at the end of the week or the end of each day. So, personal and connection is a big one. You want people to know, like, and trust you because they're way more likely to spend money with you and come and book in with you. And also, you need to be relatable too. So, don't try and be fake. Just be yourself. You will connect with people in your audience that uh, relate to you. And this is a really good way of getting good clients because if you try to be something that you're not on social media or you present yourself or your business in a way that is not you, you attract people that are attracted to that. And then when they actually come in and they experience you and your team and your services, and it's not the same thing, there's a disconnect. And they're usually the people that are difficult. They're not going to be happy. They might complain a lot um, because they had different preconceived ideas about your business. So, make sure that you're you and you're relatable. And the last pillar is entertainment or inspiring. So, sharing funny quotes, funny reels, things that you find humorous, also inspiring things. So, you know, motivational quotes or reels, you know, you can share them on your stories, you can share them to your feed. Occasionally, I used to repost, you know, other lash artists work back when photos worked well. It was when sort of we were getting a little bit creative with different lash maps and, you know, strip lash styling. This was probably four or five years ago. And, you know, it's always the Russian unicorns that are amazing (laughs) with lashes. All the Russians, I used to um, follow all of those accounts. And yeah, I used to reshare them. And, you know, I would ask, I would say in the caption, you know, who, who loves this kind of look? 
um, who would be interested in getting lashes like this? And it used to get quite a lot of engagement because obviously the photos were beautiful. And I made I made the post about the audience. I was asking them a question. I, it wasn't about me. And you can share that you're inspired by this work and you want to recreate something like it for your for your business or something or other. So you want to entertain your audience because at the end of the day, we don't go on socials to be sold to. We go on there because we're bored and it's second nature now. We've always got our phone not very far away from us. We pick it up whenever we're bored. You know, if, if a, a movie or a TV show we're watching on television is not captivating enough, we'll pick up our phone and start scrolling. Don't deny it. I know you do it as well. But look, you want to entertain your audience. So it's got to be aesthetically pleasing. They want to get something out of it. So always ask the question, what's in it for them? If it's all about you, you're not going to get the engagement or the traction that you want with your posts. I always ask myself before I post something, what's in it for them? Am I teaching them something? So am I educating? Am I marketing to them? Am I inspiring them? Am I entertaining them? Or am I sharing something personal so they can relate to me? If it doesn't hit any of those things, don't post it. So that brings me to my next point. If your content piece doesn't hit one of those four pillars, don't post it. And I have talked about this before on my Instagram account, and I I think I've probably mentioned it on, on the podcast before. Creating, go, go into trouble and creating a graphic telling your audience that you're having a price rise, that does not fall under any one of those four pillars. It's not educating. It's not marketing your business in a positive way. It's not entertaining them and it's nothing personal about you. It's nothing relatable. It's just kind of crap news, you know? So, you don't need to you don't need to put that out there on socials. No one wants to see it. People are going to scroll on by, especially to like I mean there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it, but you know it kind of it does allow your audience to see your business a little bit more negatively and also if you feel the need to explain yourself on socials that you're putting your prices up by like $5, you know, it kind of it looks like you're not even confident in raising your prices, I feel where, you know, you have every right to, it's your business, you need to make a profit. Um, you're not doing a favour for your clients at the end of the day. Sorry, I know it might be a harsh way of looking at it. Maybe I've been in business too long, but, you know, at the end of the day, you need to turn a profit and you don't need to explain yourself to anyone, especially on social media. And that also goes for policies. Please don't post your policies on the feed or in your stories. Again, negative news. I don't want to read about how I want you to park in a designated parking area and, you know, you need to wait outside and then text me before you come in. And if you're going to be late, um, we'll reschedule your appointment. And, you know, if you cancel with less than 24 hours notice, I'm going to get charged a late fee. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see it. Save it for your website. Save it for your confirmation emails. Don't put it on socials. It doesn't belong there. It's not uplifting. It's not entertaining, not funny, not relatable, nothing. So don't share those types of things on your socials, please. Sorry if I've offended anyone. Okay, next point. I think I'm up to number four. You need to create content for the right people, your ideal client. So I see so many beauty businesses. For example creating reels that are frankly quite offensive to clients. 
for example, there was one that I saw the other day about someone, you know, having lunch or something and their client arrives 10 minutes early and, you know, the, the operator was quite unhappy about this. And I just thought that that's not appropriate. Um, it might be appropriate for other hairdressers or other, you know, beauty industry people. If I looked at it, I'd probably laugh at it. But I was thinking from a client's point of view, that's not funny and it's not entertaining. It's actually going to make them feel like they can't rock up early. When clients cancel last minute, you know, and you doing something stupid or like, I don't know, like it just, it doesn't sit well with clients and you have to really go back to basics and remember who you are creating content for. And if you're creating content for other beauty professionals to get likes, comments, shares, and your main source of income is from beauty salon clients, there's a, there's a big disconnect there. You're not actually going to get any more paying clients from your social media. The aim of the game, if you're in business, if you have a salon, you have a salon social media platform like Instagram or Facebook or both, you've got TikTok as well maybe now, the reason that you post on there is to get more business. And when you create the wrong type of content, that's not going to happen for you. So you need to think about what your actual paying clients want to see from you, what questions they're asking you, what regularly gets asked of you in the DMs. If I'm, if I'm strapped for content ideas, I go straight to my DMs and I look at what people are asking me and then I create a post around that. So create content for the right audience and you will attract more clients. Don't create content for other industry professionals just because you know it's going to get likes. It only hurts you in the end because your posts will be shown more to them and not the actual people who come to your business and pay you real money. Okay, so next one, hack number five. You need to engage regularly with your ideal clients or real clients for at least half an hour a day. I always try and engage just before I post and then maybe for half an hour after I post. So I will actually go back and like and comment on all of the comments that I got on my previous post. So then those people that commented on yesterday's reel or yesterday's carousel, they get a notification straight away. I pop back up into their world and they're probably more likely to see me in the feed then if they've gone and looked at what the comment said or what my reply said. So I go and do all that first. I post, I respond to all my DMs. I've been trying to only go into my DMs maybe twice a day now because I just spend too much time switching between different activities during the day and I lose a little bit of time. But yeah, I, I try to only go in my DMs twice a day. And yeah, one of those times is when I post and then, yeah, I'm engaging on the app. I'm on the app. People are getting notifications from me, engaging. And then, yeah, I'll go through the feed and I will comment and like on uh, other people's posts and reels. And I'll also go through stories and, you know, maybe react to some stories or DM from some stories. And I'll do that for about 30 or 40 minutes a day. I understand though, as a business owner, you might be really busy and strapped for time. So I would recommend outsourcing this to somebody if you really don't have the time. But if you are engaging with people in your local area, people that 
are likely to become clients or their friends or their family are likely to become clients, you're going to get more business. So don't engage with other lash artists, other brow artists, cosmetic tattooists. I mean, you can, but keep it to a minimum. I don't even follow people like that on my salon account. I don't follow other salons. I don't follow other people in the industry on my salon account. I only follow our salon clients. So part of like our onboarding for uh, new clients at the salon is I, I get my receptionist to actually go follow them. Just on Instagram, not not on Facebook, but I'll get them to follow them on Instagram so that, you know, we can like and and comment on their stuff. And, you know, maybe if they didn't rebook at their appointment um, and they see us, you know, popping up every now and then, it's not stalkery, I promise. But yeah, if they see us popping up every now and then in their notifications, it keeps our salon at the forefront of their mind and they're probably more likely to book back in with us when they need something done. So need to engage It's not called social media for nothing. You need to be social. So don't post and ghost. You know, you need to respond to every comment. You need to respond to every DM. You just have to. Don't leave stuff sitting there too long. But yeah, engaging every day is a big one. Watch your account grow and your engagement rates soar if you are regularly engaging with your audience. Which brings me to my next point. Hack number six. Consistency is key. So don't post seven times one week and then ghost your audience for two weeks. You know, like it's not going to work. The algorithm won't like it. You need to be consistent. So if you are struggling with content creation and posting, just take baby steps. Commit to three posts a week. Commit to three. Do three for a few weeks. Try three posts every month for a month and then maybe increase it to four. And, you know, Consistency is everything. So keep your same days, plan to post. Always know that you're going to be posting something on, you know, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday and a Friday, say for example. Build on it. It's like a muscle, consistency um, and self-discipline. So build on it. Don't commit to, you know, saying I'm going to do a, a post seven days a week if you know deep down that you're not going to stick to it. So just start small but be consistent. And this brings me into my next point, quality over quantity every time. So I think we're up to number seven, but hack number seven, quality content. Don't just put something out there because you have to. You know, spend a little bit of time planning. I know that it's a pain in the ass. I know that as business owners, suddenly our roles have changed to full-time content creators. I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like I'm a full-time content creator, basically. But, you know, it's much better to put, say, three pieces of quality content out there in the universe than seven pieces of shit content. You know, it's not going to do your engagement any good. So, always reduce it down, reduce the amount of posts that you're doing and put more effort into them over quantity. Next hack, if you can't post or you're not posting on a particular day, show up on stories. So I do recommend having a day or two off stories. If your salon is open six days a week, you need to be on stories six days a week and then maybe have Sunday off or whatever day your salon's closed. 
if you're open five days a week and you really don't want to be on stories over the weekend, that's fine. But you really need to be consistent on stories every other day that your salon's open. I kind of feel like when people go to your your profile on Instagram or Facebook and maybe there hasn't been a post for a week or so, but if there's new stories, the potential client can see straight away that you're active on your socials. I kind of think about, you know, when I see an account with no new stories up, I think, oh, the lights are on but nobody's home kind of thing. So they're more likely to DM you about a service or something like that if they can see that you're active on your socials. And if you haven't posted in a while and you're not on stories, it looks like it's, you know, you're a barely used account. So they might choose somebody else, you know, that's a little bit more consistent and is showing up. So try and get consistent and show up on stories as much as you can. My next hack is also regarding stories, but If you are struggling for, you know, story views and engagement, I always recommend to make sure that your first story of the day has a face in it, probably your face or a face of a team member, and use an engagement sticker. So a poll, a quiz, a question box, there's that little round one with the little sticker, people can tap on it and it you know, it brings up lots of love hard eyes. I don't know what that one's called, but they're called engagement stickers. So pop one of those on your story, your first story of the day. Make sure it's of a person, you know, not a screenshot of something or, you know, just a landscape shot or the back of someone or, or whatever, or a repost of somebody else's content. Always make sure that it's got you in it. It's got your face in it. You're looking at the camera and use engagement stickers and watch your story views soar. And I'm still talking about stories for this last point. I think I, I, I totally muddled up the number of hacks that I got. I'm pretty sure I've got 10, but I think I lost where I was up to. But this is the last one. Now, it relates to stories as well, and I guess reels too, but mainly stories. So stories is where your hottest customers are your hottest clients, they're going to be the easiest to sell to because they're already in your audience and they already know who you are. So, you know, if you're talking on stories every day, I know that it's scary, but if you're talking, you're looking at the camera, it just builds rapport with your audience a lot faster than just static images and text on the screen. So, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that I talk on stories quite a lot. If I'm doing it in my salon, you know, I'll do the same thing, although I'm not in my salon every day. So I like my team to do it. They don't quite do it often enough though. Um, But talking to the camera, being real, being relatable, being you, not trying to put on a face or, or whatever. Don't use crazy filters. Try and be as natural as you can. When people hear your voice a lot of times over and over, they feel like they know you. And if people feel like they know you, they're going to be way more likely to spend money with you when you have an offer for them. So it's just going to build, you know, trust with your audience and you're going to get more business if you put yourself on stories or your team on stories and you're talking, talking to the camera. Also, too, little tip, I would recommend when you are filming yourself talking to the camera, 
you need to look right into the phone camera. Okay, so make sure you know where the phone camera is. I just went from an iPhone 13 Pro Max to a 14 and the camera is actually on the other side of the earpiece. So my first few stories and reels that I film with my new phone, I'm looking at the wrong spot on my phone. So make sure you know where your camera is. Do not look at yourself on the screen because you won't be looking like you are talking directly to the person. So imagine the person on the other end that's looking at your story about you talking about if you've got an appointment available or something like that. They need to feel like you're talking directly to them and they're not going to feel like that if you're looking at yourself on the screen. (laughs) It looks like you're looking down. So make sure you look straight into the camera. And also two last little tip for talking on stories. Don't say, hey guys, how are you today? Just thought I'd jump on stories. Um, My name's Lauren from Alua Lash and Beauty Bar. Just thought I'd jump on stories. Please don't do this. Your audience already know who you are. You rarely have people looking at your stories that aren't in your normal following, unless you've got weird stalker people in your audience. <laughs> uh, I said, looking at looking at who looks at your stories is very funny pastime. Not that I do it very often anymore. I don't have time, but it's it's quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, you don't have to introduce yourself. You don't have to say who you are. You don't have to say where you're from. People are watching your stories. They already know you, especially if you're in a uniform or something. They're going to know where you are from straight away. And don't say, hey, guys, there's not a big group of people watching on one phone. It's one person watching on one phone. So you refer to them as you. How are you today? Hope you're having a great day, although you don't need to say that either. Don't talk about having a great day or anything like that. I think just get to the point because you've only got people's attention for three seconds. So just get to the point of what you're saying. Hey, today we've got two appointments available at 3 and 3.15 for a brow tint shape. If you want the appointment, just click the sticker here and you can book online. Easy as that. And something like that is going to get more reach and more views than just a static image with text on it and a booking link. So Video is king, reels are king, stories are good. But yeah, those are my hacks. And I do have a course on social media marketing and it is for salon owners. It's called Social Media Mastery. And I actually give this away for free to my Salon Goals students. And we're just about to wrap up the current intake of Salon Goals. We're at week 11 this week and week 12 is next week, which is the last week of the program. And I'm going to be opening the doors in early June, which is super exciting for the next intake of the Salon Goals coaching program. I'm actually going to be running a little bit of a sale on Salon Goals with some more freebies and a reduced price this weekend. So if you are listening today, Friday on the day that this podcast is released, make sure you jump on the wait list for Salon Goals. You can just click the link in my bio on my Instagram account and add yourself to the wait list and I will let you know when the sale is happening and keep an eye on my stories because I'm going to be filling you all in over the weekend. But yeah, if you want to secure the current pricing, because it is going up when I officially open the doors on the 5th of June. If you want to secure current pricing, 
make sure you do this weekend because I'm never going to offer the course at this price again. But you get social media mastery for salon owners, which covers all of your social media you know, marketing for your business. It's got, it teaches you how to actually get more paying clients from your social media rather than just, you know, likes and comments and shares and things like that, you know, because they don't equal money in the bank. And yeah, Salon Goals, it's my signature program, 12-week group coaching program that teaches you all the fundamentals of business growth and team growth and money management and pricing and service selection and pretty much everything that you can think of. I'm rolling my nine years of experience and success in my own business into 12 weeks. So, if you want to jump on the wait list, like I said, add yourself. It's just got the link in my bio. So if you're not following me on Instagram already, uh, my handle is at Lauren Lappin underscore. But that is all I've got for you today, guys. And I'll see you all online soon.